1: Welcome to Spark London.
0: We tell true stories, we tell them live, and we tell them every month at the Canal Café Theatre. This story was performed by Jane Walsh in May 2010,
1: when the theme was undercover.
0: <coughs> so, we're driving down Tooting Bec Road on our way to St George's Hospital. I'm at the very end of my pregnancy with my third child. I'm convinced that this time I'm carrying a baby girl because we're already the proud parents to two beautiful boys and I'm sure it's a girl, not for any scientific reason but for the simple fact that I haven't had any road rage during this pregnancy. and My first two pregnancies were characterised by copious amounts of screaming and flicking the bird to fellow motorists in and around South London. Uh, this time things have been different. So we get to George's and I'm taken quite quickly up to theatre for my cesarean section. They perform the usual sort of pre-operative business, they put a line in my arm, they take my blood pressure and then they administer the epidural so thankfully I'm not going to be able to feel anything and I lie back on the operating table. My husband Tom holds my hand And we feel calm and very excited and thrilled that we're finally going to meet this baby. It's going to be our last baby, we've decided. I'm feeling quite calm and relaxed. And then I notice something that unsettles me slightly. I can see the reflection of my belly um, in a great big light that's hanging above it now I can't see directly down because the staff have put up the customary sheet at about the level of my chest so I can't see what's going on but I can see my reflection in this light which freaks me out a bit so I said to Tom I can see the reflection on my belly and now I don't like it what shall I do and he said oh just take your glasses off so I took my glasses off it was good advice everything went blurry and I, I relaxed and, and felt absolutely fine So we're waiting for the procedure to begin and then a voice just behind me pipes up and says, I wouldn't worry about being able to see your reflection there, look at this. And with that, the anaesthetist tilted this large monitor that was just above my head and to the right, with me on it, with with my belly on it. I realised that I had a big decision to make and I had to make it quite quickly. Was I going to watch what was about to happen to me? I pondered for a moment and I turned to Tom and I said, do you think you know what what should i do I, I don't want the birth of our child to turn into a freak show I, I, I don't know what do you think and he was very loyal and supportive and he said it's up to you you do whatever feels right but i could tell that underneath it he was dead keen for me to watch because he's a huge fan of csi miami and csi new york and all those programs which i i can't stand you antiques roadshow is more my thing anyway i decided that i was going to take the plunge Funnily enough, it, I didn't feel like I had a real choice. I didn't feel like I was exercising free will. It was the same feeling that you get when you're passing an accident. You know you shouldn't look and you don't want to. You know it's distasteful. But you can't help yourself and your eyes just, just flick around to follow. That's what it was like. So the glasses went back on. I looked at the screen and there I was, technicolour, almost life-size, my great bulging bump. I lay there, and the nurses swept across my belly some sort of brown liquid. I think it was to kill germs, some sort of iodine. And then the surgeon was handed a knife, and slash, he went across the bottom of my abdomen. And the flesh yielded embarrassingly easily, I felt. It just sprung apart. I couldn't believe it. It was like a hot knife just going through butter, just slashed gosh it was surprising so the flesh sprung apart to reveal this chasm that was really just filled with a load of red gristle actually nothing more exciting than that but I was pleased so I didn't feel too freaked out I didn't feel sick and I thought right this is going to be okay I'm going to settle down and enjoy the show now so the surgeon was cutting and cutting and things started to take quite a while and it didn't seem like that much was happening and he started to talk about golf to pass the time I couldn't see his face. I could only see his hands and the hands of the nurses, etc. So I wasn't sure who he was talking to, and I didn't know if he was talking to me. And I was nervous about the etiquette of the situation, and I didn't wish to appear rude, so I joined in the conversation. Now, he didn't really respond to my... and I think this is probably because at this stage he was up to his elbows in my abdomen, um, or because I don't know anything about golf and was saying idiotic things, I'm not sure. But in any event, he changed the subject, and simultaneously the pace of the operation changed, and things became uh, much more intense and much more rapid. He pulled some things out of the way, I remember, and then he pulled out a small piece of flesh that was opaque in a sort of globular shape and he held it in his hand and he said here is your bladder
1: and
0: <laughs> I'm watching this on the screen and then he strokes it a couple of times with
1: his thumb <laughs>
0: Then he rested it on the outside of my body to keep it out of the way and I had a a revelation which really pleased me no end because, of course, anyone who's been pregnant knows that the late stage of pregnancy is characterised by needing to go for a wee the whole time and this is obviously because the baby's right next to the bladder so it's getting out of the way. So, oh, great, you know, a little bit of biology revelation there for me. So he rested the bladder on the outside of my body and carried on digging around and then revealed a large pink balloon that was very hard and he seemed quite pleased to have found it and he said uh, very triumphantly here is your uterus and I thought great you know we're nearly there now and he was poking it and prodding it a bit and I thought you know give over with the stroking and the prodding of my my insides Um, but I, I didn't say anything and he was handed another small knife and the next part happened very very quickly there was a slit lots of water came out There was a kind of hoover thing that sucked it all up. It was all very noisy. And then there was a great squelch. And at this point, I stopped watching the screen and was watching real life in front of me. And the midwife held up this baby, plump, pale and hearty. He had ten fingers, ten toes, and, of course, something else dangling between his legs. And my husband said, It's a boy. (laughs) For more stories, head to sparklondon.com. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates. Audio production by Matt Hill at
1: rethinkdaily.co.uk. Planning
0: for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen